the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a long day for me. Webinar tonight, this evening, 6 p.m. I promise you'll get to see me, I think, on a Zoom call. Uh, sit in the sun for a couple minutes so I'm not deathly and grotesquely shades of white that you've never seen before. Um, yeah. Do you remember Richard Nixon kind of lost his election when he couldn't do TV? He couldn't do TV. He was a flop sweater. So tonight you're going to find out if I'm a flop sweater or CFP Chad Burton is a flop sweater. Isn't that just a gross and disgusting thought, thinking of me flop sweating? Too much, too soon. Anyway, a big event tonight, uh, webinar, and it's free. We'd like people who are kind of heading towards retirement to, to tune in. Um, we're going to talk about building, protecting, and transferring your wealth with financial planning concepts. We're going to talk in this webinar about investing and you know, Chad threw down a statement yesterday that we're all going to have to digest. We're all going to have to grasp and eat up inside and, and figure out what what's that mean to me? Retirement's going to cost more because of COVID. He thinks there's going to be higher taxes. He thinks there's going to need to be uh, lower returns on bonds. So you're going to have to have safe money. You can't have crazy money in retirement. You could have cray-cray money if you have cray-cray money. But if you have to ask, do you have credit card money? You ain't got credit card money. <laughs> I know you're just saying, what is he talking about right now? Um, we're talking about the retirement seminar tonight, Cure Act, how it's going to affect retirement and just make things more expensive. Uh, you're going to need more to get the same conservative because you don't want to be crazy in retirement. You kind of have to count on like, oh, I'm old and slow and I can't read the newspaper as fast. So I, I'm not going to be able to get out of my position of Apple. I better... Tone it down from something crazy, 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 something a little bit more sustainable. I get it. We're going to talk a little tax reform, pros and cons of IRA to Roth conversions, social security strategies, and much, much more. You can grab a seat for the webinar, sit from your own home. I think I should have told Chad instead of doing it at 6 o'clock because people aren't driving home from work. They're at home. They're at work. Or they're at work. They're at home. Could have started at five to cut down on the day drinkers who sign up for the event and then forget about it and fall asleep by seven or <laughs> halfway through the meeting. Oh, please. I don't know if, uh, how this technology is going to go tonight. It's got the position to go horrible. That's one reason to watch it. Watch Chad flip out as uh, I hope he's set it up so that we can't see you, but you can see us. Because. Um, I don't want to see someone naked walking behind someone else watching an investment conference, if you know what I'm saying. And this is California. You know what I'm saying. California's been on the nutty side. Anyway, um, big event tonight. Good webinar, 6 o'clock. I think we'll try to keep it right around an hour. Um, and we'll try to fly through information. You can still sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. 
Let's talk a little bit about the stock market, shall we? Um, we had not so great weekly jobless claims numbers, weekly initial jobless claims. People have been just been fired. Their initial jobless claim, they're going to the unemployment office. I lost my job. I need a paycheck. Give me a paycheck. So that's that initial one time that you have to do that that initiation thing. And I'm not making fun of people who lost their jobs. I'm just saying, trying to somehow tell you a story about the first time you make that interaction. The you've just been fired. It's freshly fired. So or let go. Anyhow, um, that data wasn't good. We're still at 1.3 million a week. Last week, we we're at 1.26 million. So it's not slowing. It's not like we're not tapping the brakes. Now, during the first six weeks of COVID versus the last, I don't know, six weeks, something in the middle there, uh, it's not as bad in the last six weeks, but it's not good historically either. Big tech is losing a little bit of its uh, shine right now. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, Facebook. Have we pulled their valuations forward enough? Knowing that they're all going to benefit from what's happening with distance learning. Another county yesterday has said, uh, we're not going back in the fall. So I guess it's good news because you can kind of start planning on it. I guess it's bad news because, well, you don't have a babysitter for a lot of people. You don't have a social teacher. I mean, teachers are amazing, and I'm not calling them babysitters. Just like I'm not calling stewardesses waitresses. Do not ever, ever get on a plane and yell waitress. <laughs> Never, ever do it. Not even as a joke. It's probably funnier to talk, uh, joke about uh, being a bomber than it is about <laughs> asking a stewardess to uh, call her a waitress. That won't fly. Do I know from experience? One of, one of the greatest stories I ever saw was uh, I was flying in uh, overseas, uh, like a Costa Rican airline. And uh, stewardess got really pissed that some American went to the bathroom. And I guess you could tell that he didn't flush. And she started screaming at the dude on the plane, like totally shaming him. And you get kind of caught up in that. It's kind of fun to be on the uh, viewing mode of that and not on the receiving end. The Dow is getting support today from United Health, up 1.9%. It had post-earnings uh, decline yesterday, but it's, it's holding support today. Johnson & Johnson is a very interesting company. Johnson & Johnson is boring. And I used to be able to come on this show and say, it's like the no more tears baby stuff. I had it when I was a kid because my mama loved me and she, didn't, she wanted to clean my hair, but she didn't want me to cry. I got it from my kids so I can clean their hair and not have them like it's boring. There's nothing sexy about Johnson and Johnson. Well, there it kind of is. They beat their earnings expectations. Nice. It's the largest beat over the last five years. Sweet. Pharmaceuticals in their uh, segment saw some segment growth. About 2.1% year over year. Results were hurt by the pandemic, most notably in skin health and beauty care products and women's health products. Oh, no. Did I just sound the alarm? Did I just say women's health product? I might have. It's that big of a company. You think Tylenol, you think Listerine, and like there's growth in those categories. I guess people think I need Listerine during the pandemic. I don't know why. 
but maybe we're stockpiling it just in case we run out of beer. We could drink the rest of it. <laughs> I saw some people once drink cough syrup to try to keep that buzz going. Like their the beer train on the uh, the beer cart on the train shut down. And I that was a bit much for me. I kind of have a weak stomach when it comes to that. But Johnson and Johnson, this is the interesting thing about their earnings. And I started the segment by saying they're boring. They they had some they have a COVID nineteen vaccine they're working on, which has been ongoing since January twenty twenty. CFO Joseph Walk said on CNBC today that Johnson Johnson is in discussions with the National Institute of Health to move up its COVID-19 vaccine phase three trial to late September. Now, they beat earnings. They raised expectations and they got a COVID thing in their back pocket. Seems like the stock would be doing a little bit better. But you know what? They also do a lot of medical devices. And a lot of people have pushed their surgeries on their hip replacement or their knee replacement. Wish we could get a brain replacement, but we can't. They've pushed them back. It's, it's kind of that elective thing. Or they're saying, well, my hip kind of hurts, but I don't want to go into that hospital because everyone's got COVID. They're just dying. I don't know what's happening, but they're saying something's happening there on the pushback. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. See you on the webinar tonight. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm a little ashamed to admit this. I've watched a lot more TV in the last 120 days than I ever thought. And somehow I'm saying that's a good thing, <laughs> like justifying it. It's going to be very interesting to see Netflix's numbers tonight. How much information do they give us? Uh, what's there to learn? What's there to glean? What are their production costs? I actually like their conference calls. Sometimes you get some hints into some of their decision making. They've got a. They're doing a lot of justifying now on shows if they end. Um, it's not lost on me. A lot of the shows that they produce are kind of generic. Uh, and they don't go full on, you know, Captain America, Civil War, you know, $160 million budget. But a lot of people are uh, getting mad at, at Netflix for ending shows after three seasons, where on AMC or network television, they might have had six years out of it. But Netflix, not only have they redefined the way we do binge watching, but they don't have to have a show go on for four or five seasons. They need to get you to say, oh, I really like that show. And to get you kind of addicted to the product on that. But then again, they also have some long form. You know, everyone seems to have their play that they want to go with. I want Friends or I want The Office or I want. Everyone has some sort of binge watching love affair going on there. Weekly jobless claims rose by more than one million for the 17th straight week. The thing that is impressed on me there is 17 straight weeks. A number like a million is tough for me to comprehend. If I go to a sporting event and I see 18,000 people in the stadium, so I round that up to 20,000, times it by five, times it by 10, and you're like, whoa, that's a million people. And when you, you put it in that perspective of how many stadiums it is in America, and then you say 17 straight weeks above that number of a million, psychologically, I'm a little sad. And today I may call a friend like I'm lonely. I'm feeling like 
I, I don't know. Like I, I really want to go on vacation, but all these people are out of jobs and like, um, and then suddenly I'm curbing my spending. It's also not lost on me that Christmas is right around the corner and an election season. This is going to be a fun, fun, um, how shall we say, Kentucky Derby. You know, and we're coming down the corner. Uh, coming down the stretch, I guess, is what it is in horse racing. I should have bet on horse racing because I don't know anything about horse racing. I like horse four. Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders slammed Trump for giving Gilead windfall deal for coronavirus drug. Former president candidates, Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, they're doing some pretty um, good work for Joe Biden right now. If you read into the politics, they, they're 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 helping him set his agenda um, because he's not doing a lot right now because Trump seems to be hurting himself with the way he's campaigning. But the U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar uh, has been pulled into this. Lawmakers are saying the deal is going to give Gilead up to $500 billion in revenue born entirely from American taxpayers in whole or in part through higher insurance premiums. So Gilead Sciences gets a windfall deal to secure most of the pharmaceutical company's supply of its coronavirus-fighting drug, Grimsdivir, in the United States. I don't know what I think about that story. I know the United States government just bought 500,000 treatment courses of the antiviral drug. And that's basically Gilead sold out. Like they, they can't make more of it right now. That's 100% production of July and 90% production for August. And the U.S. is like, you know, hoarding it. Um, so Gilead is charging the U.S. American health insurers the highest prices in the world. The majority of patients treated with severe receives a five-day treatment. And that cost is $2,340 if you're in a foreign market. But in the United States, because we got Medicare, a system we like to abuse – a system that if, if it was priced fairly, I think we'd all say, that's a great system. But there's too much gouging in it. There's too much ripoffs in it. And we go, Ugh, it's what we got. $3,100. Now, again, $3,100 versus $2,300. Saving your life versus dying a painful, horrible death of COVID. Hmm. I see a bargain there on some levels. But, again, I see a company making profit. And Wall Street's a little bit angry about that. Um, not Wall Street, Main Street. So the Trump administration did something kind of uh, kind of bogus, if you like transparency. They've, they've asked hospitals, don't go to the CDC and tell them how many people have got COVID and are dying. Just tell us. So we're not going to really know what's going on. And that's weird because it makes me feel like we live in a banana republic. It's are we not sharing hospitalization rates for anything other than political reasons? <laughs> we want to make it look like not as many people are sick or dying. Uh, I hope information leaks on that one, right? Home builder sentiment jumps back to pre coronavirus pandemic high. Bless your, 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 your little hearts there. Home builders. They've got us. They, they sell us this product. They have to feel confident in building a home because you hire people. You say, we need a lot of wood, copper, and um, some paint. That's my idea of building a house. 
So the home builders make that commitment. They hire the people. Um, they have to have confidence that you're going to come back and say, you know, these low rates are an extremely great, good for me. Even though I may die and even though I may lose my job, I'm getting back in. I'm buying a home. So builders are seeing strong traffic. So they're confident. Mortgage rates have been sitting at record lows almost weekly at this point in time this year. My friend Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com is busier than he's ever been. So if you think people are like, sh- you know, sheltering in place and not, and not shopping, you're wrong. Current sales conditions jumped. Sales expectations the next six months rose. Um, and the home builders are kind of interesting because it's a sector that we thought logically might have seen some slowdown. But we need housing so bad. Governor Newsom, like, we are not going to send children back. We are not going to do sports. Oh, anyone who's building a home, you're going to get back there and build homes. That's an essential service. I get it. I get that we have to have more housing. Otherwise, it makes a bad rental problem even worse. Um, anyway, lots to think about, right? Big webinar tonight. You can sign up at Rob Black's show. That's Rob Black's show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Big webinar tonight. I kind of butched my last segment because chopped it up into 10 to 90 pieces. I just did it wrong. I closed it wrong. Sometimes I don't hear the sound cues. I'm no longer live in studio. I'm no longer in an air chair. This is all make-believe. <laughs> and I just didn't get my sound cue. I butched it. I, I botched it. I made a mistake. Um, it's really important when you're an investor that you learn that phrase, I made a mistake. Humility goes a long way in saving a portfolio. Um, and hopefully it stops you from making said mistake again. You get the idea where I'm going at with that. Um, big webinar tonight, and I'm sure there's some mistakes made. Hopefully you're not shy. I'd love to see you show up to it. I don't know the technicals and how great it's going to go. Yes, we are a nation that has gotten used to Zoom meetings, I think. But this is going to be a Zoom one. And I'm kind of excited by that in a strange, wicked little way. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Retail sales, we're good. Earnings have been pretty good. We're better than expected on some levels. Um, so there's, I'm not going to say things to get excited by, uh, but it's not, the news isn't gloomy per se. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I'm surprised perspective wise that I think things aren't more gloomy on wall street. I still remember being young in this. And stressing. 25 years ago, I would go, I don't know, man, this, this, this recession thing, it's coming back, man. It looks like a double dip to me. And I've lived through enough of them now that I can tell you that'll be okay. Uh, I think the best lesson I could ever tell you about recessions um, is they wipe out excesses. And it, the recession doesn't have to be a bad word. You know the bad word on Wall Street is inflation. When someone like CFP Chad Burton, who's going to be speaking tonight, says costs are going higher, Medicare costs likely to go higher, 
uh, drug costs likely to go higher in your retirement. That's inflation and that's bad. We want Goldilocks. Not too hot. Well, I don't want to pay too much in retirement for my drugs, but not too cold. I don't want to like say cancer drugs are 50% off. That sounds great, but it's telling you um, it's deflationary. Maybe they don't come up with new cancer drugs to replace the old cancer drugs that only kind of did a good job, but there's better jobs to do. Like Goldilocks rocks on Wall Street. You don't want things too hot and too cold. You want them just right. Even inflation. A little bit of inflation is good. You know, an area where inflation's awesome is wage inflation, where if it's good to be the guy who's getting the, the bonuses and the increases in salary. It's not so good for the employer if he's getting the same level of work out of you. Now, again, we can talk semantics or we can talk socialism and other issues and capitalism and the man. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Um, Johnson and Johnson is trading flat today, despite a beat and raise the underlying tone that I want to walk away with from that is they did what we, they did what we asked them to. They had 90 days of telling us the revenues. They beat expectations on that, telling us earnings and they beat expectations on that. They've got a COVID thing coming. They got a little bit of weakness in some of their elective hospital surgeries. Um, Kanye West 2020. The question is, who's going to vote for Kanye? And the answer might be more people than you think. I think Mickey Mouse used to get like 570 votes a year pretty consistently through the 1980s. Just write in votes. What will Kanye pull? And is he enough to pull votes away from Trump or pull votes away from Biden? I know you laugh now, but... Ross Perot, uh, a lot of people think guilty of giving the uh, uh, presidency to Bill Clinton because he split the Republicans. No, no. Do, does, uh, are we not going to take Kanye seriously? Um, so a couple things that we're saying, like Johnson Johnson did what they're supposed to, and they meet, met, and, and they even raised guidance. Stock's doing nothing. It's tired. It's like me. Oh, man, I took a year off from running. And getting back into it, I don't know what happened, but it's it's slower. It's like, oh, a mile and a quarter, my thighs, my thighs. I didn't know I had muscles there. I've always had great legs growing up playing soccer, but uh, getting older sucks. And Johnson Johnson's going to be part of my getting older plan. As I've been a runner, my feet, my knees, my hips, they're not aging great. And guess what Johnson Johnson makes? Foot replacements. <laughs> no, they don't make foot replacements. They make hip replacements and knee replacements. Um, and right now they're saying hospitals aren't, they're still having a tough time. Hospitals make money and COVID's not good for hospitals. I know you'd say COVID must be great for hospitals. No, 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 no. Lip filler injections, breast augmentations, hip surgeries, get you in the morning, get you out in the afternoon. Um, that's where they make the money. I know you're saying you're not thinking that hospitals are going to go bankrupt. Some of them will go bankrupt. It's just like some college is going to go bankrupt. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, I know you're saying, how's that a good thing? I don't have the answer to that yet, but give me a couple minutes. Anyway, okay, so a meet and beat is being met with a yawn in a big company. That tells me some stocks are getting tired. They've had their run. Now we're waiting to see a little bit more proof to send them higher or say a little bit more than just a meet and beat. 
Today we're seeing weakness out of Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Tesla, Alphabet. Who cares? Those stocks were at all-time highs less than three days ago. And now we're like, they're weak. <laughs> I can't live. Um, you know, we are very emotional on Wall Street, are we not? Another stupid price target. I just hate stupid price targets. Canaccord Genuity is calling Apple a $444 stock. Okay, that's cute. It's cute like a baby with a poop diaper. It's still a poop diaper. It's baby's cute, but there's nothing cute about poop. Why not just say the price target's four 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 dot and forty four cents? I just don't like it. Retail sales increased um, pretty good number. We were expecting about five point two percent. We got seven point two percent increase. Now that's heavily influenced by current economic conditions. Bank of America had a meet and beat, and they're trading down two percent on news that we kind of knew. All week long, we've been talking about how big banks are up in their reserves, telling us that they don't think that this is going to be a one-quarter thing, that they think it's going to be more like a three-quarters or four-quarters weakness in the U.S. economy, and that they know that they've lent money to people who are likely to say, we can't pay it back. So they're building their reserves. They're getting bigger than expected. So that's not working. Big tech's not working. Healthcare meet and beat's not working. What do we got? Um, some stocks that have underperformed recently are bouncing a little bit. Is that good enough for me and you? Oh, good enough. Just saying those two words makes me think of Cindy Lauper. Target and CVS are going to require masks at stores nationwide. Good. I, 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 lovely. Walmart's requiring masks at stores. The narrative has shifted in the last couple of days to... Do you remember when we were like, you don't have to wear a mask? What they were trying to say, according to them now, is we're saving them all for doctors in the ER and nurses in the ER because people are dying in alarming rates in there. They're having to remember like we were doing stories and like the doctor has to use the mask 17 times and turn it inside and out and he died. Um, so a lot of people think that kind of story influenced policy to say you don't have to wear masks. Now they're saying you have to wear masks. But I think that's good that CVS and eBay, again, I, I bring this up. I kind of like it. I don't like you breathing on me. I, I might want to wear a mask. Have you ever been with your spouse, your sugar booger? And for some reason, they forget that they ate like a double garlic thing for lunch and didn't brush their teeth. And then they eat more garlic at dinner and don't brush their teeth. And they try to, you know, mac on you to, uh, after dinner. You're like, go brush your teeth. I, I'm, I'm pro mask. I'm pro mask 247365. I know you're saying, I wasn't expecting that, Rob. You really are pro mask. I find them sexy. When, when I wear them, I find that like women and men are looking at me like, I kind of want to see what his teeth look like. I kind of want to see under that, that, that he's covering up that mustache. He shouldn't be covering that up. I want to see it. Show it. Show it. I know you're saying, are you objectifying males with mustaches now? Yes. So I like those kind of stories, but those are just stories at this point in time. We still want to see the infection rates go down and the death rates go down, but now the White House isn't going to share that information with us. Um, Yum Brands, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Who doesn't love a story about Kentucky Fried Chicken? Swear on a Bible right now. Swear on a child. Swear on your, your dying mother. Whatever. I said this yesterday. Someone's like, um, do you want to get together at a restaurant and meet another family? I'm like, no, 
let's go to a park with a big old bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. And that sounded like a better outing to me than to go to a, a restaurant with another family, like tra- having to worry about like, uh, do, do you cough on them? Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? We need to take the mask off. Are they in your pod? Are they not in your pod? How about a big old bucket of KFC? And I haven't had a bucket of KFC in 20 years. Last time I had a bucket of KFC, get this, was a family reunion. A girlfriend's family every year got together in a park and there was a Kentucky Fried Chicken close by and they'd order like 30 buckets of chicken and that was lunch. And what's really weird about it is when you eat Kentucky Fried Chicken, you realize like, this doesn't look like chicken and you don't know what you're eating. Do you know China at one point in time was mad at Kentucky Fried Chicken, so their government kind of like was showing eight-legged chickens. <laughs> Tried to scare people away. Anyway, back to Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're bringing Beyond Meats, Beyond Fried Chicken to select locations. So you don't even have to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's Kentucky Fried Beyond Meat Chicken. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big webinar tonight. Sign up at robblackshow.com tonight at 6. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Wall Street's had a little bit more of a negative bias recently, in my opinion. It just feels like it's we're getting close to breaking out, but we're not there. And it's the big tech stocks that brought us as close as we could to the promised lands. Now they're starting to underperform a little bit. Um, earnings, Johnson Johnson, Bank of America, and Morgan Stanley each reported better than expected results, although Bank of America had a sizable build in the reserves, plans for the worst case scenario. Um, when I tell you that they had a better than expected quarter, don't get too cocky. Don't get too arrogant and go, you know, USA, USA. Those numbers are well managed. And some people are very cynical about trusting Wall Street in large part because it's pretty easy to not there's a lot of financial engineering that goes on you too i was at the store yesterday uh grabbing a package and i saw a lot of people doing their taxes <laughs> and i guarantee you some people have done their taxes two or three times well let's see what it looks like if i take a bigger deduction for schooling costs um, so there's a little bit of beauty to that. I saw a, a quote today that was just fascinating. Um, and I'm asked CFP Chad Burton. He's here to talk about the webinar tonight at newfocusfinancial.com. But billionaire, billionaire investor. Now that has a nice ring to it, Chad. David Rubenstein says it's a fool's errand to expect the market to continue to rise. I kind of like that. I, it's, it's nice reminder because you get kind of caught up in the direction of the market. You get kind of nervous when things are going down. You get kind of excited when things are going up. Chad, what do you think about a quote like, it's a fool's errand to keep expecting a market rise? Well, it kind of depends on what sector you're talking about because some sectors are pretty expensive, um, yet they have very high revenue growth compared to the rest of the sectors, and, and some sectors are cheap. I mean, you know, one of the things that people talk about, obviously, is P.E. ratios and forward mm-hmm. P.E. ratios based on expected earnings. Um, what is what the price of the stock divided by the expected earnings next year? What is the P.E. ratio? And we're well above the 10 year average right now, sitting at about 22 on expectations for the S&P 500, which which is steep. And when you look at that 10 year average, you're kind of like, wow, why is it so much? And I was I was looking, Rob, at the composition of the S&P 500. Sure. Um, at the bottom of the crisis, the true right. crisis that we had, I mean, this is 
definitely a crisis, but it's much different, right? It's not systemic global financial meltdown. But back in 2009, the S&P 500, because it's a market cap weighted index, it changes over time. And back in 2009, it was 18% tech and almost 14% energy. And today, the S&P 500 is, if you take some of the communication stocks like Facebook and Google, put it back in tech like it used to be, it's 30, a little over 30% tech and only 2.4% energy. And energy stocks are all the low PE ratio stocks. And so when you look at the technology sector, revenue is growing faster, so that warrants a higher, higher P.E. ratio. And when interest rates are super low, you tend to have higher P.E. ratios because people are looking at stocks that are yielding you know, 2% versus bonds that are yielding less than 1%. And they're like, okay, I'll take stocks over the next 10 years. Um, I think right, right now some of the very expensive sectors in technology, I think the best thing that could happen is they move sideways for 6 to 12 months. And a lot of this other stuff that's still really kind of on sale, industrials, some energy, some materials, some small cap value. Um, if we get out of this, those should run up and catch up pretty well. Sounds good. For the webinar tonight, 6 o'clock, did it completely fill up or is it just terribly, terribly close? It's it's really, really close. Um, I haven't checked it in the last hour, but um, – I mean, yesterday there was 120 spots left, so there's probably about 50 left, I'd imagine, right now. So let's we got another minute or two to play with. Uh, that billionaire investor, Rubenstein, said something pretty interesting. He goes, why are people – why is the market as high as it is now? Coming into the year, we were a little overvalued, we thought. And now there's no way the economy, the GDP of the United States, the GDP of China is going to be as good as it was in 2020 as it was in 2019 – or what it was supposed to be in 2021. It's he's, He makes a good point. How would you tell the average person who's not seen the bigger picture and the trillions of dollars flowing everywhere? How would you tell the average person, you kind of got to believe the system, that this is something's working right? Or what? what is your comment on that of the economy this year versus last year and higher valuations? Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about, first of all, the money has flowed into the right spot. So it's out of energy stocks and, and, okay. and yeah. financials and things like that lately into what people are using, and that's more and more technology. So the people, uh, most of the people that I know, Rob, they, didn't, they never stopped working, right? They continued to work, and they had to use technology even more. Uh, uh, so money flowed out of some sectors into other sectors. Um, and you, unfortunately, a lot of the people that are really struggling a lot right now may not be back to work or because, you know, they worked at a restaurant or in travel or leisure, like in a hotel or something like that. So when you're, when you're dealing with the overall economy and, and technology and, and who has the money to buy the big cars and the big, the big goods and stuff like that, yeah, they kind of still have money. So it kind of created more of a wealth gap, unfortunately. It is kind of, even for the tech company, the companies are ready for a shutdown, even if it was accidental. Um, look much, much stronger than we were exposing the companies that weren't ready for it. So anyway, thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. He will be on the event tonight. It's a good chance to see him and I work together. Um, he's a little bit better looking than me, a little bit snappier if you were. So he is a CFP. We're going to be talking about the markets. Uh, a lot of information at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com about the event tonight. It's filling up. Um, I think we're doing uh, Zoom. So if you've never done a Zoom, maybe play with the website a little bit just so you kind of get an idea of what it sits up to. Now, I know that's funny. 
if you've never done a Zoom call. That would people would have been a year ago, like, what's a Zoom call? Now it's like, it's almost part of our culture, isn't it? Clearing a path to financial stability and retirement. Tonight, webinar, CFP Chad Burton, myself. I guess it's one step back into doing seminars. We'll see. Uh, you can sign up for the event 6 o'clock tonight at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.